0: Coming to you from the Pacific Northwest, you're listening to the Mythic Radio Podcast.
1: The first time it happened, I was sleeping and woke up because I felt a hand on my leg and I realized that I couldn't move. And he came come across this object on the ground which was the shape of a flying saucer. So he jumped out of his pickup and went down there and there was four beings laying on the ground.
0: When I raised my head back up, I was turning my head, and out of my peripheral vision, I seen something hop to a tree. And it was tall, about seven, eight foot tall, and it was black, real hairy, like a gorilla.
1: The first thing we saw was this winged creature, 14
0: foot wingspan at least, it was huge. It almost covered half the road. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Nick. Today is Monday, September 11th, and this is episode 13. You can visit us over at mythicradio.com and share your own experiences by clicking on the Tell Your Story link. You can also get involved by following us on social media and by joining our forum. It's a great place to ask questions and start new topics on what interests you. New episodes of the podcast are available every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on Spreaker, iTunes, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, and YouTube. As we begin today's show, I'd like to take a moment and remember all of the loved ones that were lost on this day in 2001. We absolutely will never forget. Today's show explores one of the most haunted locations in the entire world. Its history is legendary, and over the past 81 years it has played a pivotal role in hundreds of thousands of people's lives. I am of course referring to none other than the RMS Queen Mary. In 1930, in Clydebank, Scotland, construction began on the Queen Mary, and she was destined to stand in a class all her own. Despite suffering economic setbacks during the Great Depression, which stalled construction on the ship for several years... Cunard Line spared no expense on building the Queen Mary, which was originally known as Job No. 534.
1: The greatest liner ever built in British completion, the colossal Cunard White Star Liner Queen Mary is expected to sail on her maiden voyage next May, when her mighty bows will cut through the Atlantic, making perhaps a record trip to New York. A fine impression of her huge proportions can be secured from a glance at her funnel. Observe the size of a man climbing up one and compare this funnel with those of ships you have travelled in. And to stand on her bridge deck and look down is like gazing from a skyscraper and seeing everything dwarfed down below. Fitting out and decorating the ship is a Herculean task. Six miles of carpet, thirteen miles of fabric, fifty acres to be painted. Little items like these keep an army of workmen busily employed.
0: Legend has it that the board of directors at Cunard had decided to name the ship the Queen Victoria. As per protocol, legend states that the Cunard directors went to ask King George for his blessing of the ship's proposed name, saying, We have decided to name our new ship after England's greatest queen, meaning Queen Victoria, the king's grandmother, upon which the king is reported to have stated, My wife, Queen Mary, will be delighted that you are naming the ship after her. On May 27th, 1936, the Queen Mary departed from Southampton, England, embarking on her maiden voyage. She boasted five dining areas and lounges, two cocktail bars and swimming pools, a grand ballroom, a squash court, and even a small hospital.
1: New York bound at last, the Queen Mary on her maiden voyage. Is slung aboard, and then 2,000 privileged people, with one or two who'll hardly remember the memorable occasion, begin to embark. And as for the thrill of setting foot in the world's newest and greatest liner, can you imagine it? Preliminaries over, partings expedited, the sailing hour arrives, and the Queen Mary stands off from the quay, with the pilot and Captain Sir Edgar Britton watching intently from the bridge. telegraph astern the last horses are cast off and from cheering spectators to cheering passengers the last salutations are flung. Out of her basin the little tugs edge her and then turn her bows seaward. Overhead we circle as the king's pen circled on Monday. ...when he came with Queen Mary to mark his sense of the great ship's importance. And from the decks of the ship too, we may witness the operation... ...and return the scrutiny of the thousands of sightseers... ...who throng the escorting steamers. Then down Southampton water heads the Queen Mary. If ships have a personality, and every sailor swears they have... ...the Queen Mary should be a little nervous today awed by all the attention focused on her and anxious whether she deserves all the cheers and compliments. But don't let us probe her feelings too intimately. To Britons, she represents the restoration of Britain's supremacy on the seas. With her goes the hopes and pride of a nation. And as we fly beside her in one last memorable shot, we may reflect that she bears a royal name and wish that she may prove of it. May fortune bless her in all her voyages.
0: the Queen Mary had set a new benchmark in transatlantic travel, which the rich and famous considered as the only civilized way to travel. She quickly seized the hearts and imaginations of the public on both sides of the Atlantic, representing the spirit of an era known for its elegance, class, and style. For three years after her maiden voyage, the Queen Mary was the grandest ocean liner in the world, carrying Hollywood celebrities like Bob Hope and Clark Gable royalty like the Duke and Duchess of Windsor, and dignitaries like Winston Churchill. During this time, she even set a new speed record, which she held for 14 years. But when the Queen Mary docked in New York in September 1939, that would be the last time she would carry civilian passengers for many years. As World War II began, the Queen Mary's transformation into a troop ship had begun, She was stripped of her luxurious amenities, painted gray, and dubbed the Grey Ghost because of her stealth and stark color. The Queen Mary was the largest and fastest troop ship to sail, capable of transporting as many as 16,000 troops at 30 knots. After the end of World War II, the Queen Mary began a 10-month retrofitting process, which would return the ship to her original glory. On July 21, 1947, the Queen Mary resumed regular passenger service across the Atlantic Ocean, and continued to do so for nearly two more decades. Eventually, the increasing popularity of air travel helped signal the end of an era for the Queen Mary. By 1965, the entire Cunard Fleet was operating at a loss, and they decided to retire and sell the legendary Queen Mary. On October 31, 1967, The Queen Mary departed on her final cruise, arriving in Long Beach, California on December 9, 1967. She has called Southern California her home ever since. The Queen Mary is now a floating hotel, attraction, and event and wedding venue, home to three world class restaurants and an icon in Southern California. In 2015, my wife and I attended a wedding in Long Beach, California aboard the Queen Mary. It was our first time setting foot on this magnificent floating museum, and I have been in love with it ever since. To give you an idea of how massive this ship is, here are just a few specs. The RMS Queen Mary is 1,019 feet long, 181 feet high, and weighs in at 81,237 tons. It has 12 decks, over 2,000 portholes, and over 10 million rivets holding it together. The Queen Mary accommodates 1,957 passengers and 1,174 workers and crew, for a grand total of 3,131 occupants. But all these numbers can't begin to describe the immense beauty and mystery that the Queen Mary has to offer. Stepping onto the ship overwhelms you with a feeling of elegance and history. From the Art Deco design of the interior of the ship, To the wooden decks that adorn the exterior levels, the Queen Mary is as close as I've ever been to stepping into a time machine. During the day, the Queen Mary is alive with beautiful views of the ocean and the hustle and bustle of guests checking in, but as the sun begins to set, the Queen Mary slowly starts to remind you that there is a darker side to her legacy. As night falls, the boat's beauty is accompanied by a mysterious presence and it's almost as if the ship invites you to investigate its eerie history. One of the first incidents that contributed to the Queen Mary being such a hot spot for spirits took place in 1942. During the time that the Queen Mary was used as a troop ship throughout World War II, it usually crossed the Atlantic Ocean without an escort, relying only on her speed to evade attacking U-boats. However, on this occasion, as she sailed north of Ireland on October 2nd, 1942, she was joined by the HMS Curaco, providing an anti-aircraft escort for the last leg into Scotland. The Queen Mary was on a standard zigzag course, and it may have been difficult for the HMS Curaco to interpret what phase of the zigzag she was on when they met, or it may be that the HMS Curaco just didn't have the correct speed. The two ships found themselves on a collision course. Both captains were informed and both believed that the other would take evasive action, but neither one did. The consequences were tragic. The two ships collided with each other at 2.12pm. The massive Queen Mary split the Curaco in two, leaving the cruisers' halves engulfed in flames. She sank only six minutes later, with a loss of 338 men, from a total crew of 439. The Queen Mary was under strict orders not to stop for any reason and continued on to Scotland, where she was outfitted with a concrete plug and then sailed to Boston for more permanent repairs. It is believed that the remaining crew that weren't killed in the initial impact were carried with the current only to meet their fate in the propeller of the RMS Queen Mary. It is said that you can hear the screams of the HMS Curico passengers in the boiler room of the Queen Mary. Some people believe that the bow of the Queen Mary is a hot spot for spirit activity due to the fact that it is where it made contact with the HMS Curico on that dreadful day. Another tragic accident happened in 1966 when a firefighter was mysteriously crushed to death in door number 13, one of the large automatic steel doors in the engine room. It's strange because it takes the doors a full 60 seconds to fully close which should have been plenty of time to move out of the way under normal circumstances. His ghost has earned the name of Half-Hatch Harry, and is one of the ship's most active apparitions. The second-class pool and cargo areas are said to be home to the spirit of Dana, whose entire family was murdered aboard the ship. Dana is often spotted playing in the cargo area, or wandering the poolside calling out for her mother. Some of the other ghosts worth mentioning include the Lady in White, who is often spotted in the Queen's Salon, and William E. Stark, who accidentally poisoned himself by drinking cleaning fluid instead of gin, is said to haunt the main deck. Jackie and Sarah, both young girls who drowned in the pool, have been witnessed on numerous occasions. And then there's the impeccably dressed gentleman known as the Dude, who is often spotted having a drink in Sir Winston's bar area, known for being very interactive with unsuspecting guests. I've even heard stories of a chef that was apparently killed in the ship's kitchen. According to the tale, the chef was stuffed into a walk-in oven by his own staff and left to die a horrible death. I haven't been able to find documentation of this incident, but the story is creepy nonetheless. The late psychic Peter James is well known for his extensive work on the Queen Mary, and has estimated that there are over 600 active spirits that roam the ship. In fact, the paranormal activity on the Queen Mary is so intense that room number B-340, one of the most haunted rooms on the entire ship, is no longer offered as a cabin to its guests. After a staff member was murdered inside the room, the haunting had become so violent that the decision was made to keep it locked and off-limits. When visiting the Queen Mary, I was able to peer into room B340 through some ventilation slats in the door. While the room was very ominous feeling, I did not witness any paranormal phenomena. At this time, I also took audio recordings in the hopes of capturing some EVPs, but after reviewing my files, I wasn't able to find any concrete evidence. During my next visit to the ship, I hoped to be able to investigate the room more in-depth and possibly even spend the night. We could spend hours relaying stories of ghostly encounters, but I urge you to visit the RMS Queen Mary yourself, and have your own experiences. If you ever find yourself in a position to visit the Queen Mary, you won't be disappointed. The ship offers self-guided tours, but if you'd like a more in-depth experience, they offer daily ghost tours that take you into inaccessible parts of the ship, which I highly recommend. Even if you can't spend the night, take a few hours and walk the decks. One of my favorite things to do after arriving at the Queen Mary is to sit on the starboard deck with a cup of coffee and just absorb the energy of the ship. I promise you'll understand why so many of the spirits on the RMS Queen Mary have decided never to leave. If you guys have visited the Queen Mary and witnessed some kind of strange activity, please let me know in the comments below. Or if you have a question or a story for me, you may contact me at mythicradio at gmail.com or by visiting mythicradio.com. I'd also like to remind you that if you enjoy the show, please click the follow and like buttons. It helps us know what kind of content you find interesting. From all of us at Mythic Radio, thanks for listening, and remember, don't wait for the unknown to come to you. Get out there and find it.